Welcome to the podcast where we're having conversations rooted in finding balance in life and celebrating the oh shit moments along the way. It's 50% wellness, 50% hot mess, but always keeping it 100% real. Hello and welcome to the podcast, Wellness for the Hot Mess podcast to be specific. Happy Sunday if you're listening, if you're watching on YouTube, happy Friday. You get access to Wellness for the Hot Mess two days earlier if you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. YouTube's fun. It's not fun because I have to get dressed and put makeup on to record nowadays, but it's fun to be able to put some faces to the name. So Lex and I are really happy to be on YouTube and to start growing our family over there a little bit. Speaking of family, we recently had another one of our community dumps. We did have our May community meetup last week, and it was all of the things that they always are, magical, amazing, connection. The women that come through to these community meetups are just some of the most special people, and they mean so much to myself and to Lex because they are the cornerstone of Wellness for the Hot Mess podcast. They are the building blocks that we, you know, the foundation that we build this podcast on. They are our friends. They are our family. And when I say they, I'm talking to you listening to this podcast. We wouldn't be able to do this without all of you. So a big hug, a big, I love you, a big thank you to our community. And we look forward to seeing you at next month's community dump. How are we? How are we feeling? It's just me today. Just Kristen Lex, I'm pretty sure is in Mexico. I can never keep up. She's traveling all over the place, living her best life. I'm sure she'll have incredible stories for us when she gets back, but we've got an epic interview for you today with an absolutely amazing guest. And, you know, we've got some just catch up time between you and me. I took a lot out of today's episode, especially during the conversation when I was having the conversation live with our guest, but I think this is really impactful for me at the moment because of the theme that we've kind of been running with. We talked about this a lot in the community dump, and it's just kind of been like the theme going into summer for Lex and I is less is more and slowing down to speed up and just kind of gaining momentum in the places where we take a step back and slow down from our everyday burnout. And I really loved today's conversation because it was really focused around less is more. I also had a really interesting conversation after the community dump with one of our members who mentioned to me after talking a little bit about slowing down to speed up or gain momentum, she mentioned that she wanted to speak up a little bit more on that um, because she's kind of been in this slow phase of her life. And she mentioned to me that what happens when you slow down too much and you can't gain that momentum again to get back into it? Now, we could go a couple of different directions with this question or with this comment. I relate to this very heavily because I go through big peaks and valleys. I've always been this way. I've had really great years. And then I've had years where I've been kind of shut down or just to myself and quiet. So I completely feel and see and hear and resonate with those who, you know, might be thinking, yeah, okay, it's nice to slow down and it's nice to take a step back, but what happens when you can't get that mojo or that momentum back to step back into the swing of things? And that's a really tough question that I don't have the answers to. This is something, again, like I said, I've gone through so many peaks and valleys throughout my life that I'm still learning how to gain the momentum back when I am in those valleys. I'm still learning how to get the momentum to get back to the peak. But I think the best advice I could give if you're open to receiving it, and if you're not, that's completely fine. You know, we'd love to say on this podcast, take what resonates with you and leave the rest. But the best advice I could give to that is if you feel you're not getting your momentum or your mojo back. I know this sounds counterintuitive, but maybe it's just not your time. Maybe it's not your time to get your momentum and your mojo back. Listen, I've been in what feels like a fog for a little over a year now. I talk about this and I'm very open and candid about this on the podcast. I am definitely going through some transition years right now. I feel 
heavy lacks of inspiration. I feel heavy waves of, I don't want to get up and do it today. And I definitely feel like the mojo is not here right now and that's okay. And I know that, and I'm very self-aware and I recognize that a little bit about what we talked about in the community dump was really tuning into your intuition and how this slow time for me has opened up depth to my intuition that I never would have thought I've been able, I would ever be able to connect with. I now hear myself speak. I have slowed down so much to the point where there's no more clutter in my head, where I'm not thinking of a million things that need to be done at once. And I can actually literally hear my intuition speaking, which I'm ecstatic about. And I'm stoked because I never thought I would be one of those people that had that like intuitive voice. I always had gut feelings, but when people would say, you know, they could hear that intuitive voice in their head, I always wondered what it sounded like. I always wondered if I would ever get it because I never really heard my intuition speaking to me. I have slowed down so much over the last year, year and a half that now I can hear that intuitive voice. And I have questioned myself. I have asked myself, what happens if I can't get out of this funk? What happens if I never get my quote unquote mojo back? And that's exactly what one of our community members made a comment about. And this again is not an answer. This is not the end all be all fix all answer to your question, but I've sat with this feeling for some time now, and I've meditated and thought about it a little bit. And the voice that I get clear as day coming through that I like to call my intuition, it's just not my time yet. It's not my time to come out of this foggy period. It's not my time to hit the ground running. I'm still on the brakes and I'm very much okay with that. But I wasn't okay with that a couple months ago. I was like eager to get out of the fog. I was eager to get back to like routines and going 100 miles per hour all the time. I've slowed down so much that I can now hear my intuition telling me it's just not my time yet. It's not, it's not my time. And I'll know when it is. And I have to trust that I'll know when it is. And I'll have to understand that one day, hopefully I'll wake up and I'll have that voice telling me it's time to hit the ground running. But the beauty in the pause right now is that without all of the noise surrounding me of all of the crazy activities and schedules and things that I'm usually doing now that I've stepped back from that, I get to get really clear on what exactly Kristen wants. I get to surround myself with the people that feel aligned for me. I get to create a schedule, a new schedule every single day of what feels good for me. A big thing about taking the step back has allowed me to be a lot less stressed about my daily schedule. Instead, getting super intuitive and not planning ahead versus just waking up, asking myself what I want to do that day and then doing it. Of course, I have work, obviously. I still have to make money and an income. I have work and I have other things that do need to be planned, but waking up at 6 a.m., going right to a workout class, then going to a cafe and then going to this place and then seeing this person, all of that has kind of gone out the window. And I'm now just waking up when my body tells me to wake up. And I'm literally like asking myself, what do I want to do today? And at first, I will not lie. If you are kind of relating to anything I'm saying and you want to try this practice, at first, that answer didn't come right away. I didn't wake up and just say like, oh, I'm feeling today like I want to go for a slow walk and then maybe do a face mask and then maybe watch a little TV before I go to... It didn't happen like that. I definitely had that real, real quiet period where I'd wake up and be like, okay, what do I want to do today? And I just felt so overwhelmed by lack of structure that I was like, I don't even know what I want to do today. And I did have a couple months where I was vegging out on the couch from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to work or from the moment I got home from work until the moment I went to bed. And those were also okay because those months of literally doing nothing productive really helped me tune into my intuition, tune into my voice, tune into like what Kristen wants. I almost feel like, you know, that, uh, that sandboard we used to play with as kids 
where you would like draw, it had the two knobs on the left and the right. And you could draw like a picture on that sand board. And when you didn't want the picture anymore, you would shake it and you'd hear that sand sound and it would erase it. I kind of feel like slowing down so much and coming back to zero and really not doing anything for the last couple of months. I do feel like that was kind of like my shake shake the sand clean slate. And now I'm able to build Kristen from the ground up using both knobs, exactly how I want to build her, which is really cool because I didn't know an evolution like this was possible. I didn't know we were able to evolve multiple times in our lives. I didn't know that I could step into a completely different version of myself. I always thought I had to carry extra baggage or past masks of myself with me. I've always been a little intense. I've always been, you know, I grew up an athlete. I was very competitive. I've always had a little edge to me. I feel myself entering a softer era. I feel myself entering an era that is a little more gentle and loving. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm literally getting a little teary-eyed and emotional right now because I've just connected with these feelings recently. But I had this thought where I was like, I have this intuition. I know I keep saying it, but I had this intuition voice telling me that pushing me to step into this new, softer, gentler, you know, loving version of myself. But then I always had that weird connection to my past that was like, oh, you can't do that. You still need to keep your edge. You still need to keep your fire. Like you need to have that zest, that little kind of like spunk about you. I'm not going to lie. I've had like bitchy moments sometimes. And I've been very intense, especially when it comes to like work or career. Like I've always been competitive, trying to be the best in everything I've done. That as I feel myself evolving into a completely new person, I I felt ties wanting to pull me back and say like, oh, no, 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 you can't step into this softer, gentler version of yourself because you're tied to that old version of you who was intense and who was competitive. And what are people going to think now that you're showing up and you're, you're showing up differently? What are people going to think when, you know, you're not cursing people out on the highway who are cutting you off or beeping that people who are sitting at a stop saying too long, because those are things I totally used to do. And I had like that weird chatter of you can't, you can't do this new thing. You can't be this new person because what are people going to think? They're not going to recognize you. They're not going to understand. They're not going to believe that this is you because you're not acting the way that you always used to act. So now here we are present day. This is what we're dealing with. This is what we're trying to let go of and move into. And it's really interesting. And I'm very grateful for the the platform of the podcast to be able to take you on this journey with me because I do feel myself stepping into a new version. And I, I have that voice that's happening right now telling me that it's okay. And you are right. And you are feeling all the correct feelings. And you can step into a whole new evolution of yourself whenever you want. There is no right or wrong. There is no, but you have to hold on to old pieces of you. Just like this podcast, I want you to, with your life, take what serves you and leave what doesn't. So that brings us to today's episode. I'm really, really, really excited to share this conversation. I am so blessed to have a platform where I'm able to connect with incredible people. It's exactly how I met Lexi. We, I mean, we met in a business course, but having her on this podcast back in the day when she was just a guest, it kind of, it unveiled a conversation between her and I of deeper meaning that I would have never thought could have happened between her and I, you know, Lexi lived in California. We met in a business course. I would have never thought she would become such an important person in my life, but having a platform where I'm able to connect with inspiring and authentic people is so rad. And I am so excited to bring you today's episode. Today on Wellness for the Hot Mess, I sat down with Sydney 
Dake Sydney is a beauty industry veteran, building her career in beauty product development and brand strategy. After developing Holy Grail products for Elf, which I'm sure I have a couple on my bureau right now, she developed Alicia Keys, Keys Soul Care line, and consulted for mission-led beauty startups while building her true passion, Gentle. In developing countless beauty products for other brands, Dake saw a clear opportunity for sophisticated, multi-use, sustainable products to reverse innovate for the beauty community with Gentle. I am beyond obsessed with gentle skincare. Sydney was so kind as to send Lexi and I some samples of her product and I am hooked. It's been a, it's been a month now since I've been using gentle. This is a skincare line. I keep gentle in my shower. I use it to clean my entire body. I use it to wash my face. You'll hear more in the episode about how you can use gentle and why it is such a sustainable product and why Sydney has a mission to open everyone's eyes to a more sustainable future in the beauty industry. Such an incredible conversation. There's a lot of things in this conversation that I want you guys to take away from it. We talk about how to be more sustainable, especially when it comes to beauty products. Sydney tells a little bit about her journey and how she created gentle and what a badass businesswoman she is. And she also gives us some tips on how to be more sustainable because we know less is more. We don't want to continue to throw things at you that are going to overwhelm wellness in your life, that are going to overwhelm your wellness routine. So she really walks us through simple steps on how we can be more sustainable when it comes to something like beauty and when it comes to something like your everyday life. So please enjoy this episode. We'll see you in the community and we'll see you on the podcast next Sunday. Okay. So I'm living for the post-Portugal conversation now. So you... (laughs) Just got back from Portugal. What was going on there? I need to know. Yeah. So we were there for the past week. It was incredible. My first time there, it was beautiful. Um, my husband had a little offsite for his work. He's a creative, uh, he has a creative agency. So his team mostly is in Portugal and got to meet them in person, which was amazing. And then for the last few days, just have been eating and walking around the city. It was, it was amazing. So highly recommend if you haven't been. That's amazing. <laughs> What's the weather like right there now? Is it summer too? It's warm. It w- it should have been warmer actually. I was kept hearing from all the locals that it was like unusually cold, but um yeah, I think right now is a really nice time of year to go. It was a little rainy, but um still made the best of it. It was it was beautiful and the food was incredible. I think I ate my weight and fish, which is a perfect vacation in my mind. Totally. I think for <laughs> me traveling the number one thing I always look for, I'm one of those girls that looks up Yelp reviews. If I go to a restaurant, I have to see pictures. I have to know it's the best. So traveling (laughs) food for me is like a huge thing. So to hear the food was good there is like awesome. Yeah. If you're going to Portugal or DM me, I will send my list of recommendations. It was, that's my number one is food. I love that. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. So Lex is in Mexico, so she couldn't be here, but we are so excited to have you to kind of sit down and talk a little bit about your life, where you are now, what you're doing. So tell our listeners a little bit about yourself just from, I like to say like the earliest memories you can think of, but I always like to dig deep onto what your goals were growing up, how you got to where you are, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure thing. Um, I feel like this is always the hardest question to answer. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll try to me under too much here, but may go down some rabbit holes. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the Bay Area uh, in this little town called Piedmont. It's kind of in the Oakland Hills. And um, it was kind of a like Stepford, very, you know, uh, highly educated, beautiful families. Um, and my family is a little bit strange. So my parents got divorced when I was two. My dad is gay. So he's had a partner since I was about four. So I've grown up with two dads. Um, and my mom's been married and divorced a few times. And so um, it was just an interesting kind of upbringing, I would say, in this like really beautiful kind of um, community where I felt a little bit like an outsider. And so um, as I was kind of thinking about my story, and I haven't been like that critical from like a third person, you know, objective place before, but I was thinking about it. And, um, I think that's really how I got into beauty to begin with. Um, you know, I was just looking for something to do. I kind of struggled with my skin when I turned about 12, 13. And so, um, I probably like a lot of people our age got kind of immersed in the beauty YouTube space and learned a lot about skincare and makeup and ingredients and, um, just, it was something that was kind of an outlet, a creative outlet for me where I could 
see results. I could like play with looks on my face and, um, you know, do my nails. And it was this very like creative expression that I, I could do sort of by myself. And, um, as kind of a latchkey kid, my parents worked really late. So it was just something that I felt like I could do on my own. And, um, so in a weird way, I always say like having acne was kind of a blessing in disguise because it got me into this space that I definitely wouldn't have been in otherwise, I think. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I, I came, became interested in beauty and also growing up in the Bay area, sustainability and recycling and just sort of your footprint was always sort of just ever present in our education. And so, um, I always had that in the back of my mind. I always wanted to do something in beauty that was more sustainable and kind of future thinking. And, um, so I don't know if we want to like shift into the career stuff. I'll kind of just give a broad overview and then would love to maybe talk more about things. And, totally. um, but yeah, I ended up working my first job out of college was at Elf Cosmetics and, um, it was an amazing opportunity. I came in as a consultant because they kind of took a chance on me. I had no formal beauty experience, but I knew I had all this like background knowledge from, from YouTube, really mm-hmm. from just being immersed in the community. And, um, just kind of came in and we made a bunch of really amazing Holy Grail products. And um, I led some of their influencer collaborations and went on to develop the Alicia Keys line with Alicia, which was an incredible experience. And um, I think just during my time there, I realized uh, as we're looking at all of our quarterly numbers, how many products we were selling and creating and that were inevitably sort of ending up in landfills. And um mm not to, you know, take away from a lot. Elf is actually one of the better companies that's doing a lot of sort of work in sustainability and minimizing packaging. And so I think that's really amazing. And they're doing a lot more than others, but um, it started to weigh on me pretty heavily. So that's where I got this little idea, like, how do we just minimize all of the things that we're using and be a little bit more intentional about the things that we're bringing into our lives? And um that's how I got this little idea for Gentle, which is just multi-use products, multi-use skincare for face and body, which really hasn't been seen before in the market. Um, and I wanted something that for my acne prone skin would keep my face clear and my body clear, um, but also felt really luscious and experiential. And I love fragrance and I love the interactive side of beauty. I still wanted it to feel fun and and like a beautiful you know experience that you could return to rather than just sort of utilitarian. Um, and so I had this little idea and went on to create that and ended up consulting at a couple of different beauty brands while building gentle in the background. Um, but that's kind of the high level story of how it all came to be. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So relatable on the acne part. I think I was on Accutane twice growing up. So I did one cycle of Accutane and the second it was finished, they were like, let's put you on another. And I had moments on Accutane where I was like, this isn't normal. I'm having to get blood work done every month. They're making sure that I'm not, cause you cannot get pregnant on Accutane because the side effects are so terrible. And I just remember thinking like end of high school into college, that's when I started to like wake up a little bit about what I was putting into my body, what I was using on my skin. And I had the exact same experiences where if I didn't have acne, I probably wouldn't be as knowledgeable about the products I use now and as conscious about the products I use now. So it really does all start with a personal experience. And I think that's where the best entrepreneurs and the best businesses and the best concepts are born is you went through a personal experience and now you're problem solving it, which I love. And that has that makes me trust you a lot. And I want to say I am obsessed with gentle. So we received the product a couple weeks ago and I'm a stickler because of my past experience with all of my skin and all of my issues with what I use. A couple things I love about the product. Number one, like you were saying, the luxurious scent and feel I'm like obsessed with. I'm a big Palo Santo, like zesty smell, that type of energy. And this scent is so luxurious. I'm obsessed with it. And then after I shower, when I get out, my skin is feeling soft. I feel good. I feel clean, which I think is huge because a lot of these products with heavy scents in them, you don't always get the soapy suds and you don't always feel clean after. So I was obsessed. And then I realized I was talking to Lex about it. I was like, I almost feel like this product has changed my shower game and it's taken a lot of anxiety out of my shower because I used to have a scrub on the ground. There was a soap here, a face wash here, so many different bottles all over the place. 
now I've got like my shampoo, my conditioner, my gentle, my razor, and it's almost like cleaned my shower up. And now it's like the aesthetic of my shower is so relaxing. (laughs) I've got one product for everything. I'm obsessed. It's great on my skin, my face, my body. So thank you for creating such an incredible product. I'm obsessed with it. It's I like love it. My ears. There's nothing, nothing more rewarding than just hearing people having a great time with the product. Um, and yeah, it's so relatable to the skin issue thing. And all my friends, I feel like have just some journey with their skin, whether it's eczema or acne or like body acne, even if it's not on your face. And um, it sounds like you had like this Accutane journey. I remember being, you know, I took birth control for like eight years, starting when I was 14 um, and it's wild to think about that now. Cause I just think like it, it was just framed as such a obvious and like, of course you're going to go on birth control. And of course, like it just every, all of my friends were on birth control. Um, and you know, who knows the jury's still out. Like maybe that was <laughs> a good thing too, but, um, I definitely think it messed with my skin and made me feel very weird for like a very formative time of my life. Mm. Um, and then I ended up having to get off of it because I got uh, ocular migraines where I couldn't, wow. you know, can't see and um, you have a higher stroke risk if you're on birth control. So I ended up going off. But anyway, all that is to say, I, I almost went on Accutane as well. But then with not being able to be on hormonal birth control, it kind of got complicated. Um, so it just, I always just think about how weird it is that we were like in our teen years and on these like heavy medications and how formative that could have been in our development as well. And, um, just how much us as women and girls have to kind of go through with that such an intense experience. Hmm. It's leading now to this less is more mentality of now I'm realizing that less truly is more, especially for my health. And I do wish that I had somebody like this podcast, somebody like you, the women that we talk to now when I was younger to walk me through these things. So that less is more mentality, I think also comes with a nice 360 approach to a healthy lifestyle. I know that you are a firm believer in the 360 approach, mind, body, soul. Tell me a little bit about your journey with your own personal health and what led you to kind of live a more holistic life, because I know the skincare is a big piece of it, but there's also mind, body, soul, everything that goes into the 360 approach to health. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think working, so I I graduated from college, I kind of got straight into career mode and, um, it was so easy to kind of put your body and your, just how you were feeling on the back burner, at least for me, I think that's kind of a common experience. So I was always skipping lunch. I was traveling a ton. Um, so in different time zones, just like, you know, busy kind of chaotic, young lifestyle, staying out late, drinking a lot. Um, and, in a weird way, it was kind of fine. Like I was, I think when your body's young, you can kind of deal with it and you maybe aren't tuning into those feelings a whole lot. So it didn't impact me that heavily. Um, but probably like many people too, during COVID, um, it was this huge wake up call. Um, my husband and I were living in Berkeley and moved back to Napa where my, my dads live. Um, because we were, we had the option to either renew our lease in March which was like right when all this stuff was happening. Right. And we were like, we have don't know what's happening. Like, is it going to be two months, three months, six months? Um, and of course it ended up being a full year, but <laughs> um, we ended up moving back home and I wanted to just get more in touch with my body. I was feeling really dysregulated, not going into the office, not having this sort of routine. I was feeling a lot in my body for the first time in a lot of ways. It, um, kind of felt like emotionally overwhelming. I mean, it was a really emotional period, I think for all of us. And so I ended up taking a course called IIN, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. I don't know if you've heard mm-hmm. of it or had experience mm-hmm. with it, but yeah, it's an awesome program and um, it's just online. So I could tune in, you know, after work and ended up actually um, leaving ELF during that time, wanting to pursue gentle full time and kind of just take a step back and, and, be in this like IN experience, like touch grass, like play mm. with my dog. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that that was kind of just a huge wake up call. And I've never, I always will look back on that period of my life as such a transformative one. Um, because it was, it was a hard time. Of course, you know, there was so much tragedy happening around us. Um, but it also forced this like tapping into your body that I don't think 
um, before that, I, I, you know, I was able to kind of get away with not listening to my body and not listening to what I needed. So I started eating lunch. I started cooking more. I started really evaluating my relationship with spirituality and with fitness and movement. And um, I know you guys have more kind of a background in this like fitness space. I have so much admiration for people who are like disciplined and like go to the gym. And I just have never really been that girl. I've never (laughs) been someone to go to the gym much, but I love movement and I feel very, you know, blessed to be able to just move and, and take a walk and kind of my body's been able to do what it needs to do. And so just feeling that gratefulness and and being a little bit more in into movement without so much formality around it feels so good. And I think that's something I've tried to continue to carry through to today. Um, and also I should mention I'm pregnant. Oh, <laughs> so. congratulations. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thanks oh. so much. I'm 21 weeks. So we're like, wow, which is really alarming, actually. I like need to kind of sit with that some more. It's like happening really, really fast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thanks so much. So it's been, yeah, a wild ride. Um, we went from living in Nashville and we moved back here to Napa and we're finding a place to live um full-time. We're moving next month. But that experience also, I would say, super like brings you into your body. I mean, you have no choice. You're like, I'm hungry. I'm tired. My head hurts. My this hurts that. Like you just, and you have to surrender to it in such a foreign way. Um, so that's been, I think, another reason to kind of tap into this 360 approach and just having to kind of parent yourself and be super aware of like, okay, I need to eat a granola bar before I leave to go on this two hour excursion, or I'm going to be in a really bad place, Mm. Um, which is probably good, a good practice anyway. You know, I I think I'll continue to take that through the rest of my life. I'm going to keep this short and sweet, just like I like my nighttime routine. If you're someone who struggles with anything sleep related from falling asleep to staying asleep, maybe you're waking up feeling groggy. Beam CBD hot cocoa is going to make a world of difference in your nighttime routine. Listen, I've been taking beam for over a year now. I am a firm believer in this product. I wouldn't be telling you about it. If I wasn't a firm believer in this product, it has completely changed my sleep game. I wake up. I do not feel groggy. I fall asleep 30 minutes after I drink my CBD hot cocoa. And the most important part is I stay asleep from the moment I close my eyes to the moment I wake up in the morning. It's totally changed my sleep game, which overall has helped me Listen, I know we're getting older. We have a lot of stress, a lot of things on our mind. It's hard to quiet down at the end of the day. So take my word, try out Beam, and I've got a great deal for you. If you use that link in the show notes, you can also use the code KristenM15. You're going to get a nice discount on a subscription as well as some freebies that come with it. And that subscription can be canceled at any time. So if you don't love it, you can cancel it after the first month, but I promise you're not going to cancel it. It's going to be your new best friend. I want to go deep a little bit into your journey because everything we talk about, it all sounds so great and nice. And you've like finally found what works for you, but I'm sure it wasn't always that way. You've probably had moments where you felt like I know personally for myself, I was like you in college. I was totally different than how I am now. I didn't really care much about what I was putting in my body. I didn't really care much about what I was doing. And I've had moments along this journey where I've stepped back and I've just felt super imposter syndrome about the person I'm evolving into. And I've been like, what legs do I have to stand on to be this person in the wellness space? Like I still have days where I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know what I should be doing next. Tell me a little bit about that for you, because I know it helps people that especially are starting their journey to hear that it's not as easy as it sounds. And there are definitely still moments where you're feeling like, I don't know if I actually got this. Oh my gosh. Such absolutely. And the imposter syndrome thing, I think is something I've struggled with forever still struggle with. I even feel today, like, who am I to be telling people, you know, giving them some kind of blueprint for um, how to approach anything really. But um, I also really believe in just these kinds of conversations and and this sort of human connection of just, even if you don't, you're not coming from a place of knowing, you're just coming from a place of experience. And here's what I've gone through. And hopefully that helps someone. but no, I mean, I think I've always sort of struggled with, you know, what is my authority in this space? What is my authority? And um, even in a work setting, like wh- how, who am I to say what we should be doing or to share my perspective? And that's definitely been something that I've, str- you know, worked to get through and to get over. Um, and I think something that 
sort of a little bit of a mantra that I have in the back of my head that's helped me is just when, you know, what is just what you want enough? Like, mm. just want what you want and follow what you follow your desires. And I think there's a lot of prophecy in your desires and whatever it is that you're seeking is also seeking you. And I think your desires are really sacred. And so tapping into those without shame and without guilt and allowing yourself to want the things you want and to go after the things you want, the universe kind of, you know, it's, it's guiding you along that same path when you're really aligned with your desires. So, um, I guess I kind of went back to this. I feel like I'm keep going to this sort of spiritually bypassing place. I definitely have had dark times. And I think growing up again, I had not the easiest childhood. So um, in some ways that's given me a lot of resilience and um, I'm not easily shaken by things, which I think has really helped me. I'm not someone that gets super emotional or thrown off the path. Um and so I kind of just try to remind myself about how those experiences that seemed hard or that made you feel weird or made you feel like you didn't fit in or um, kind of made you an outsider later in life really give you the strength to become the person that you're meant to be. And life has this, again, I'm speaking as like a 28 year old who's absolutely still learning and does not have all the answers um, but I found that life has this sort of symmetry to it where um, you, the things that are that happen to you in your childhood or that sort of shake you up in your childhood kind of come back in your adulthood and teach you things, right? So just being aware of that kind of symmetry and, and feeling, just being willing to, to learn from it and to sit in that discomfort and to feel pain and to feel lost and to feel like that little girl who felt like an outsider is in a lot of ways, what makes you who you are and gives you your superpower back. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of that has helped as a businesswoman as well, because you're growing something brand new from the ground up that takes a lot of courage and strength. And that takes a lot of resilience because I'm sure you faced some no's in your journey. What has it been yeah. like as a businesswoman creating a product that from the ground up all on your own? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I've been lucky that I always say I've had such great mentors. And um, I think just talking to women like you and talking to, you know, other other people when you've had questions or just need a little bit of support, it goes the longest way. And it seems so simple. Um, but to just feel like you're not alone in the experience and that you have these life rafts that you can reach out to, um, you always do. And I always say, like, whenever I, I talk to other people, I'm always here as a resource to anyone who may be listening, who wants to just DM me or reach out on LinkedIn. Um, the world is smaller and friendlier than mm. I think we sometimes believe it is. Um, and so just, yeah, having having people to, to help hold your hand and to say, you know, or to also call you out and say, I don't think that's a good idea, or I wouldn't spend time there, or I've worked with that manufacturer. I didn't have a great experience. I think the more we can just be open with each other and share our own experiences, especially in the product world, where there's so much at stake with physical product, I always feel such a responsibility um, when we're moving into manufacturing or creating something that everything is on point. Like the packaging is perfect. The formula is perfect. The last thing I want to do is create waste. So um any resources that you can reach out to when you're going through that process, it, it only helps. It only helps um, create better products, which is the whole, the whole goal. And especially in the sustainability space, the last thing you want is stuff to like go in clearance that no one wants and no one buys. It's just not helpful. <laughs> mm. A big part of your message is the future of the beauty industry is sustainable. A lot of listeners right now, I'm sure are getting that voice in their head. That's like, oh, here's just another thing I have to add to my routine or another thing that I have to try that we're always adding things in wellness. Lex and I really hone in on doing kind of like a life edit, just editing what you have and taking things out, I think is almost better versus just continuing to add the next trend. So if you could talk a little bit to that listener that's sitting here, like this is just another product I have to add. What can they do to take small steps to creating a more sustainable lifestyle that doesn't feel overwhelming? What can what would be like your first step for them of 
I want to live a more sustainable life, especially now that we're going towards beauty and sustainability. Like how can I even do that without breaking the bank or without feeling overwhelmed in this space? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that question because I think there's a really easy place we can all start. And even I remind myself of this too. It's just use what you already have. Mm. (laughs) So like one of our principles at Gentle, we launched with just this refill pouch. I mean, we actually use it in our shower just in the pouch right now, since we're kind of um, we're moving. And so we're, we don't have a like static bottle yet. Um, it's in storage, but just use up what is already in your cupboards. And especially if you wanted to use gentle, even more so reason to use what you already have. Cause once you empty your hand soap and you empty your face wash bottle and you empty your body wash bottle, those can all become the vessels for gentle. And that's kind of how we intended it to be used. Um, but also it just feels good. It's kind of like when you like finish reading a book and you've gone through the last of your product and you've used it all up. I think that if you can kind of create a relationship with that satisfaction of finishing something rather than a satisfaction of like opening a new Amazon box, which I'm totally guilty of. And again, (laughs) coming from a place of like, I'm telling myself this. Uh, But I do think that that is how we can shift the narrative and sort of recreate our own world that feels a little bit more in line with what is aligned with the future, right? We can't just continue to buy, I don't know what exactly the average is, but like, it's gotta be at least like three to five new products a month, at least for most of us. And if we're watching TikTok, but it could be 12 to 20 yeah. products, who knows? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think what it's like the moment you open that box and the moment you throw it in your drawer, it's just another product. Mm-hmm. It just, it loses all of that shiny mystique that you projected onto it when you bought it. And just remembering that it's so hard to remember. Um, but now I get so much more excited when I get to like add a product to my empties bag and then look at all the things that I've emptied and then like take that to Credo or to Nordstrom to recycle it or send it to TerraCycle. Um, yeah, I think that that's a really, it's kind of more future thinking and it's a good way to sort of retrain our reward system. Mm. So good. I actually had that thought not too long ago. I was browsing for new deodorants. I get, I have irritated skin just from all the products I've been on growing up and deodorant for me is one thing that's hard to find without irritating. And I do have a good one now, but then I saw a new one that just came out and I was like, Ooh, I kind of want to try it. And then I like stopped myself and I was like, I have a full deodorant in my bathroom. And I think the old version of myself would have easily purchased the new one and just tossed the old one. And I was like, why don't I use this until it's done? And then I'll get a new one. And it never clicked in my head like that. And it was such an easy decision. Financially, it was responsible. And at the time, it's going to be more sustainable that I can finish that product instead of throwing it out. But you just mentioned a couple um, places where someone can go to recycle products. Talk to me a little bit about that because I haven't heard this and I'm really curious now. You said something about Nordstrom and Credo. What was that? Oh, yeah, for sure. So there's these little stations called Pact. um, And they're like these little white bins. I don't know if it's unveiled like nationwide or exactly where to find them. But I'm sure if you Google like packed recycling boxes, you can find a full station. Um, But they'll take all of your empty beauty components and they can recycle them and kind of find new use for them. So um, yeah, it's just a really great program. And TerraCycle is another similar one. You can email or not email, go onto their website and they send you a a little box with a prepaid label, I believe. Maybe you have to pay for it. Actually, I haven't done it through TerraCycle. I usually do it through some of their brand programs. Um, But you can send back your products to TerraCycle and they can also kind of reuse the components. So yeah, beauty beauty waste is tough because another Mm. thing we struggled with with Gentle was, um, you know, the recycling industry is just like any other industry. It's profit-based. So most things that you recycle don't even get recycled. Um, and then there's a lot of responsibility on the consumer to clean the product properly, to separate the cap from the bottle, to remove the outer, you know, plastic film, if there is a plastic film and just that is pretty unrealistic for like the average person slash the education just isn't really there. Um, and so I like these programs that are kind of taking that responsibility off of the consumer and using their expertise to sort through the waste and repurpose it, you know, how they see fit. Um, and so I still think we have a lot of work to do. And I know that those programs kind of have their own things that they're working through internally as well to become better. But I think it's a good, it's a good step. And again, it's just that 
that relationship with the satisfaction of taking things to get recycled, I think is so rewarding and is a really nice reframing versus kind of that, like bringing home a shopping bag, like taking something out of your home and like clearing that space in your, in your, you know, sacred space is a, is a really nice thing. I agree. That's awesome. I really didn't know that. That's amazing. I can't wait to take advantage of that because that's, that's totally a game changer. I knew that there was a process where, cause it's the same thing with food too. If you have like an empty carton of something, if you're putting in the recycling bin, 99.9% of the time, it's not actually being recycled because you're leaving food in it or there's the outside wrapper. So same thing for the makeup and the products. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I know this conversation, it's so important and I'm already feeling super inspired and I have light bulbs going off in my head, but (laughs) if you could just talk a little bit about how this work has really impacted your life and what it's done for you stepping into a space of sustainability in the beauty industry and how it really has changed your perspective on your own life and then the people in your community. Yeah, it's such a big question. Um, and in every in every way, I think. Um, you know, being a business owner, I would say the best part of this experience has been working with my friends and working hiring people that I admire is the coolest experience mm-hmm. and such a fun thing. Um, we have like really amazing friends who helped us shoot our brand video and um, helped write the script and, um, amazing ceramicist friend of ours created these beautiful bottles that we're going to be launching pretty soon on our website, um, to kind of help support this, like bring things into your lives that can kind of become an heirloom and that you'll appreciate and love. And rather than sort of something disposable that you'll just cycle through. And so, um, I think it's just made me a little bit more thoughtful and aware of the things that I bring into my life, you know, that is kind of what we preach. And now I do like newly, I don't know if you've heard of newly. The I love newly. I just dropped my newly off for my new box. Uh, amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm obsessed. It's so this sweater is from newly. Love. Um, so I feel like, and especially being pregnant, I'm like, I don't want to buy a bunch yeah. of like temporary maternity clothes that I can't really use again. So um, just little things like that. And then sharing them with friends and and getting really excited. I love that. Like you knew about newly and I I've had that like conversation with so many people who are like, I love newly. We're like, mm-hmm. so anyway, just like that whole ecosystem of we're all kind of trying to figure out how to have a lighter footprint, but also improve our lives. And those things definitely don't have to be at odds. They're like these very life improving ways that are also greener. Um, so yeah, just the thoughtfulness, I think that it's brought into uh, daily life and the connections that it's sort of enabled me to make. And if it feels, especially to listeners, if it feels like kind of this like club that's hard to get into or it feels intimidating, um, I would just reiterate that the world is a lot kinder than you think. And people, I think in my experience have been, I mean, of course there are no's and there are people who are not so kind and that's to be expected, but there are plenty of people out there who want to help you and who want to watch you create, you know, turn your dreams into reality. And, um, I'm happy to be a resource. I'm, you know, happy to make introductions. And I think that's how we, make the world a better place is just all kind of helping each other. And um, what I love about, especially working with women is this like lack of competition. And I really try to foster that in my relationships with, with women, especially, and just helping each other, like at all costs and making those introductions and keeping doors open and opening doors. And um, again, I've just been really lucky to have that. So I, I always try to pay it forward. Mm. Thank you for sharing a little bit about your story. This has been such an amazing conversation and I hope this continues this conversation, but Sydney, as amazing as you are and as incredible as your story is, (laughs) the podcast is called wellness for the hot mess. So (laughs) we have to spill a little bit of mess here. We always like to ask our guests just for a little relatability factor, some hot mess moments that you've experienced in the last week or month. First thing that comes to mind when I ask you what's been like your hot mess moment recently. Oh my gosh. I could think of so many (laughs) little moments. I mean, probably the most like ever present one is that I pee my pants a little bit every time I sneeze. That's been like a really fun little pregnancy journey. So everyone (laughs) has that to look forward to. Um, <laughs> I you know, what's funny that. about that is I'm not pregnant and I'm pretty sure I pee my pants a little bit when I sneeze. 
that makes me feel very seen and less alone. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think that's anything like bodily related is like what's coming up. And I'm like, that's probably not the most sexy or relatable thing to share. (laughs) Um, But maybe one that that just happened yesterday because we were on the plane. Um, So we were flying this like smaller European airline. I won't call them out. But um, we, there were two meals on this 12 hour flight and one of them is a snack. So there's a hot meal and a snack. And we were like super late to our, our flight. And so we didn't have time to like grab food on the way there. And I already am very like food centric. I'm like a dog. Like I need to know when the next food, like I'm very food motivated. Mm-hmm. So already this is like a nightmare to me, but also being pregnant, like, yeah, no crisis. Um, so yeah, we like had this tiny little meal. We like buzzed and asked if we could buy something, couldn't buy any food on this flight. Like, I don't know what's going on. This is like, also just a reminder, please bring food with you on flights. Like it's the worst experience to be hungry for 12 hours. Right. Um, and then the line for the bathroom was really long. <laughs> and I don't know again, if it was hormonal or what came over me, but I just started sobbing like uncontrollably. <laughs> in this flight it was not my greatest moment um so i was hungry and it was just like when all of your like lowest basic needs are not being met and you just feel like a little kid Mm. so that has to be my hot mess moment and i kind of i got through it and i was laughing a little bit afterwards but i was like wow that was that yeah you're just very at the mercy of your body and when you're hungry and tired and you need to pee it is like not a good situation so game over yeah game over, game over. absolutely i hope we don't <laughs> see like a tiktok of you in the next week it's like woman starts crying off oh, like <laughs> <laughs> it's possible it's possible but you know get through it <laughs> totally well where can we find you where can we find gentle where can our listeners connect with you i'm sure they would be- love to know yeah. So um, my personal handle on Insta is just Sydney, S-Y-D-N-E-Y-K-Dake. Um, happy to, again, just reach out via DM. Um, gentle is gntlskin.com. And our Insta handles at Gentle Skincare, our TikToks at Gentle Skin. I know it's like skin, skincare. It's you. I The struggle of getting handles, by the way, that is like something that I was not prepared for. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know who's stealing our handles. I don't know who wants those. Um, but anyway, or just where at gentle is going. But um, anyway, yeah, feel free to reach out there on LinkedIn. Um, so, so happy to talk to anyone who's looking to kind of take their steps into this journey and um, you're not going it alone. That's for sure. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. And please check out gentle skincare. I am absolutely obsessed. I'm sold. This is going to be a staple in my shower from now until the end of time. So thank you for (laughs) creating such a beautiful product. And thank you for this conversation. Thank you so much, Kristen. Really appreciate it. It's been great. We are so happy you took the time for yourself and dropped in with us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you love or rate and review. We cannot wait to have you next time and we'll see you in the community.